Hello beautiful, welcome to the Mama Mindful Podcast, a space to find inspiration, learn, be seen and heard, and most importantly, to remember that we are not alone in this journey. Hello, hello my lovely mamas and welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for tuning back in. On today's episode, I got to sit down with my cousin, which is just so extremely special to me because I haven't spoken to her since her birthday and that was like a big group family zoom meeting that we did and before that I think I hadn't talked to her in like maybe three or four years maybe longer than that she currently lives in Barcelona but we're both originally from Colombia and we're immediate cousins her mom is my mom's sister so we're very very close in that sense and she is someone who is so incredibly inspiring to me not only because she's such an incredible mom but because she's just an incredible person in general and I know I just said incredible a lot but it was necessary (laughs) her little one is 10 years old so she's been doing this for quite a while and something that really just inspires me about her in general and not just her journey as a mother is that she is and has walked the path least traveled. She doesn't live a very traditional life. And I say that because from a very young age, she's been very, very invested into her spiritual practices. And what I find really amazing is that, you know, she was born in Colombia and to this day now she's very much devoted to her practices and I just very much admire that because I myself feel very connected to that path and it's the reason why I feel so connected through yoga and I very much do my best. I'm definitely nowhere near where she is um, but it's definitely a place where I can kind of come back to myself so I very much admire her and her discipline and her devotion and also in the way that she parents because it's also a not very traditional like in this episode we touch on her breastfeeding for four years and co-sleeping and just making this kind of choices that are frowned upon in our society and it's just not always easy to go against the norm you know and I know that for myself because I very much lead a life where I don't do a lot of things that most people do and I may feel out of place or judged or looked at as like, wow, you're so like weird and why are you doing that? And are you sure that you're doing the right thing? So just to see her thriving and creating what she feels is best for her and her son and seeing her just like consciously creating that life and really following her intuition and her inner guide, it's it's really beautiful and definitely something that I completely aspire to practice more in my life. So in this interview, we dive into a lot of that and we really just dive into like her life experience, her experience as a mother, how spirituality influenced her birth and her life in general, how um, the decisions that she made created such a perfect, you know, I don't want to say perfect because perfect is like a big loaded word, but the ideal environment for her son to grow in while he was in her womb and just how important it is for us to create that bond with our child from the moment of conception and how we can do those things. So there's a lot, a lot, a lot that we touch on in this conversation and it's 
you know, a lot of it is spirituality. And I hope that you mamas can be open to that because it's such a beautiful conversation. And it's just such a good reminder that, you know, we always have a choice that it's okay to give ourselves permission to step more into our feminine and motherly role while becoming a mother. Cause it's not something that we really have the opportunity to do in today's world because we feel like we have to keep living life the same way that we have before um, we, we become mothers and we feel like we have to keep up with the same responsibilities sometimes as well as how motherhood can be a gateway to healing and so so much more so mama I invite you to take in this beautiful conversation with my lovely cousin and for some reason, she was concerned about her English, but I like I had never spoken with her in English, obviously, because we just speak in Spanish, and her English was amazing. She did such an incredible job, and I am so impressed. She's amazing, and you're also amazing for taking the time for yourself, for being here, and opening up yourself to an inspiring conversation that's going to then give you more energy, more light, more love to pour into not only yourself but also your family so that being said let's dive right into it welcome nata i'm so <laughs> grateful to you for making this space we're on complete different time zones she's in barcelona right now so we're making this work on our children's schedule <laughs> of course i just put ava down so we have some time to sit down and, and dive into this conversation <laughs> Thank you so much, Valen. To begin, I would love for you to tell us a little bit more about you and your story. Well, first, thank you for inviting me and having me in this wonderful podcast because uh, as a mother, I always find so beautiful to share the experiences that we have. And it's like <laughs> when we are all together, all the mothers together talking about the 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 pregnancy, the delivery, and also the parenting. It's like we feel like super moms, like super women talking about it, and we remember so much. So it's uh, so beautiful, and thank you for inviting me. It's uh, and most, um, and also the way that you you want to to spread this knowledge about being mother, just sharing. Uh, next to the spirituality, you know, that is something really important. And mm -hmm. thank you so much. Yeah. Well, um, uh, my name is Natalia. I'm a teacher and coach in yoga, meditation, and mindfulness. And I'm the creator of Arama Mindful. Uh, <laughs> it's the name of... It's not a new system. It's uh, simply the compilation of my experiences as a yogini, for around 27 years in this path. Um, so Arama Mindful is, um, yeah, this compilation with yoga, mindfulness, meditation, and aromatherapy as a way to control emotions, reducing stress, anxiety, or for some persons, it's just going deeper into traditional yoga practices. And also a PhD, I have a PhD in architecture and neuroscience. And yeah, it's more focusing also in how and how the space can uh, affect your psyche and how the forms can create um, anxiety or, or stress in, in human beings. Mm. And this one, <laughs> what I'm doing right now. That's amazing. I know that 
Well, I mean, there's a, a couple of things that I want to dive into, but the first thing I was going to say is I know that for me personally, anxiety has been a really big thing that has came up with motherhood. And the main thing is because I feel like there's just not enough time. And I would love to hear from you. Like, did you ever experience something like that? I'm, I would think no, because you have and had and have such a strong, you know, meditation practice, but, um, was that something you ever experienced? Well, um, this is so curious because when I uh, when I become pregnant, it's like I I make a shift. Uh, when I when I start my practices, I was like ten years old, so it was a really long time ago. Mm -hmm. But when I became pregnant, uh, I make a big change. So I stopped doing my Hatha yoga, my Raya yoga practices, even meditation. And I changed to do more uh, Seva, that is uh, service to the Guru. So I was really focused in, in, in this part of the practice because it's also a practice in, in, in the traditional part of yoga and Advaita Vedanta, which I followed. And yeah, so I... Um, Hatha yoga, I leave it apart because um, I have a physical condition that, uh, well, the doctors say that can be a risk for the baby if I continue mm. really doing strong practices. And I was doing Ashtanga Mysore and they recommend mm -hmm. to be more relaxed. So I leave everything. I went to, to the mountains. <laughs> I leave my job and I, I really focus on being mother. But uh, yeah, uh, I don't know how, but uh, when every time I sit for meditation, I couldn't do it. It was like there was uh, something in me that, uh, that made me feel sick. Uh, I mm. think it was the position, I don't know what was happening. So I focused completely and studying, doing um, more study of the scriptures, contemplating, repeating the mantra during the day, chanting. And so the experiences of anxiety or stress, really, no. <laughs> because I don't know what happened, but I was, um, I don't know, I was uh, in bliss completely. I was, uh, I was so happy. Everything was perfect for me. I didn't find uh, problems in anything. Mm -hmm. I think one of the reasons was because I left the job. I was working in an uh, architectural office mm -hmm. and coordinating like 12, uh, a group of 12. And wow. then it was so much uh, pressure on, under, my, under me. And then, mm -hmm. wow, when I moved to the mountains and tried to connect with, with the baby, I started to do um, a job that I was trying to, to make, to create bonds with the baby mm -hmm. it's called vinculos in, in Spanish and, and yeah it was uh, through, through every month because I have um, a daula that was, she's also a therapist and, and she was helping me to, to do this process um, mm -hmm. and it was so beautiful for me and I was in bliss I was so happy enjoying to be mother to be well, to be in this process, though, well, the anxiety I think was 
not exactly anxiety, but was that the strong desire to to see the baby at the end. You know, mm-hmm. when I was eight months, it was like, oh no, I want to see you now. <laughs> yeah. I want to see you now. I can't wait. Oh. And it was so, well, I don't know. But all this place that was during the pregnancy, during the delivery was so different. Wow. It changed completely the panorama. It was, it was another story because wow. Max was um, looking to the stars. I think mm-hmm. is how it goes. Yeah. And yeah, so it was in a different direction of the natural uh, yeah, the natural channel, no? And then mm-hmm. and I started to to talk to him uh, to if he can do <laughs> rounds and change the direction. Well, well so he was he was breach. He was looking up. Uh, well, he was at the beginning he was sitting. Okay. And he was sitting and looking to the stars. That was, uh-huh. It was crazy when, when the doubtless when the doctor said he's in this position, I said, yeah. Oh my god, I'm repeating my Mm-hmm. my birth because it oh was you like, were the like, same yes and my mom has a cesarean wow uh-huh. so I was realizing that maybe I was uh, it was going to repeat the same my process and mm-hmm. and well to the being a part of the spiritual journey and and realizing that we can change the thing and with the help of this daula she told me you can change the story. It's not gonna be the same. You can, uh, you can talk to him. We're gonna do it. And so I started to to use bad flowers and talking to him all the time. So he did the, the movement. Wow. He goes upside down, mm-hmm. but he was still looking to the stars. So okay. there was there was a problem. So he was not um, in the right position to come out. Okay. It was too, well, it was really hard for me. Yeah. And I was alone because my family is in Colombia. Everyone's in Colombia. The, the family mm-hmm. of my, uh, of his father was in Belgium too. So we were together just mm-hmm. handling because also the daula, where, which I was doing the, the work or this previous work, she lives in a different city, really far from Barcelona. And, wow. and it was a moment that I feel I was alone, you know, and mm-hmm. it was a moment that I'm with, with the guru, with the with this internal guru, with this master, and I had to do the best I can. And yeah, it took me, <laughs> I don't know, it took me uh, almost two days and a half, I think, since everything was start because Wow. Uh, the condition that Max was looking to the star make it mm-hmm. harder because he was trying to come out, mm-hmm. was pushing, but he can't because he has to do a really weird movement with the head. So, wow. so the baby has to look to your um, palm. Yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. So he yeah. was looking to the star, to the front. Okay, okay, wow. And then... Well, when I when I arrived there at the end, because I was trying to do all the movements and meditations and chantings at home, I went twice to the hospital. I took the decision at the at, at the end. I was realizing 
I want to do it natural, but it was too late. You had mm-hmm. to prepare this with like six months before. Yeah. And yeah, so I say, okay, I'm going at least for no epidural and trying to do it by myself. No? And then, mm-hmm. so I was doing this at home. I went twice and say, no, you're, you're, not even at the beginning of the delivery, but I had such a strong pain for wow. my lower back in the, in the sacrum. Mm-hmm. Because it was pushing to this area, so it was like pushing to the muladhara in a way. Yeah. So now I realize that this was something that had to wake up in this part of my body because oh. I realized that everything that you do in your life is part of uh, your path, your spiritual yeah. path. So I, I understand that the, this movement in, in this area of the mm-hmm. sacred root chakra uh, was really important. And mm-hmm. of course, it created so many changes in my life after that. So wow. being pregnancy and everything is part of, of my spirituality. And yeah. I, I see it in this way. Yeah. So, Just really quickly... Can you tell us a little bit more about like the chakras and the root chakra and just for those who might not know that are listening? Okay, so root chakra is the chakra that connects you with the the earth and also in our personal life is connected with our family and the roots that we have in any way is like uh, the roots that you create in your land. We, we are from Colombia, so we have our roots in, in a different way, so in a different place. So it's connected with uh, your health, it's connected with um, your job and how you, and everything that is related with how you're grounded in, in life, mm-hmm. this is the root chakra. Okay. And when, the, when this chakra is, um, is on balance, so then you can see it in your life if you have problems, if you're lacking from a good job or uh, you have economical problems or you have problems with your family or you have problems um, uh, with your health. So it could be something, a kind of imbalance in, in, in this chakra, maybe that is not really properly um, working. Mm-hmm. I don't want to, to, because there are so much theories that say that uh, they have to be wake up. It's, it, they, are, yeah. they are already, <laughs> they are already there. It's, mm-hmm. You don't need to wake up, nothing. It's, yeah. it's just that it's less energy or more energy or is completely aligned. Aligned, which that's the yeah. goal. And that's at the base of our spine. Yes, it's the right? base of the yeah. spine, and also okay. it is said that Kundalini, that energy, that universal energy, is is lying there, well, is sleeping there. Mm. That's the root of <laughs> of all this process. Also. Okay, beautiful. So, going back to your birth story, because I definitely want to hear your experience and how everything unfolded, and you know how you experienced it. Um, do you want to continue telling us more about what happened the following days? Well, the following days of, well, the delivery was really, was really strong. I remember there was a, a nurse, well, it was a guy. <laughs> and he was helping me with everything. When I arrived there, it was like, 
two days without eating, without sleeping. We were in a hotel in front of the hospital because, yeah, I was in a in a bath uh, with warm water and trying mm. to calm everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my, my daula was by phone telling us yeah. what to do. I mean, she was not there with us, but she was helping us through, through the phone. And mm-hmm. So when I went to the hospital, they say, oof, the baby is not in the right position and this is going to be a long, a long delivery. And it's going to be really, really painful. Mm. And I say, oh, my God, I've been feeling this pain. I was feeling that the, the pain of the contraction, the contraction that you have just in the moment when the baby is coming out, I was having it on Friday night and Saturday. And wow. Sunday night was, um, was a moment because they say, you didn't broke your waters also, so... They forced that, and I was expecting that the baby do the movement and everything. But they say it's taking too much time. We are we are worried about the baby because the his heart beat is is getting regular. Yeah, it's wow. getting everybody's slowing down. Wow. So they I I decide to use a epidural, but. Fortunately, it was like uh, I I could feel the pushings. I feel my legs. It was, but I didn't feel the pain. Okay. And also, was a Colombian, <laughs> a Colombian anesthetist, uh, mm-hmm. that, that helped me. Oh, and wow. yeah, the baby comes out, and, and we have this opportunity to to touch him at least to have him in my chest when he came out and. He was tired. We were tired together. Yeah. So yeah. Hard. But I remember when I have this strong, strong pain, I remember myself trying to calm down mm-hmm. and connecting with uh, with the image of, of what for me is God on earth. Yes. A, a mountain in, in India is called Nachala. Mm-hmm. and also the image of Ramana Maharshi that is the sage so this was the, the the image that that calmed me that cut everything down so mm-hmm. the, the pain was away was away for a moment then when I wake up when I opened my eyes again so I wasn't <laughs> it was like I wow. in a way it's like I was in into a, a kind of bubble and silence and and a kind of samadhi. Yeah. When I came out, it was everything come out? And it was mm-hmm. all the stress of the the movement, the pain, the yeah. Yeah. To well, I was quite worried about the baby also, mm-hmm. but at, at the end it was okay. It all worked out. Yes. Wow. I think that if I had to remember <laughs> right now and I had to say something about that moment, um, I don't have this um, memory that it was painful. I-, I can say now that it was painful, but for me, it was the most blissful pain in my life. I, I can say wow. it. I just remember yeah. a few parts, but, but the pain, no, it's like, it's, the brain just. 
push it away. Yeah, I can relate to that. And there's other moms that I've talked to as well, where they're like, I honestly don't really remember the like, not hard part, but the part that was a little bit maybe uncomfortable. And for me, it was like every time that they came on, like I felt them for sure. But it was like I was traveling into like different spaces. And I love that you brought up visualization because that's kind of what you were doing, right? Like you were visualizing these these mountains and your what you consider to be God and like your image of God. And I feel like a lot of people don't really talk about that tool during birth. All I hear is the breath, you know, which is obviously everything. It's so important, but I love that you bring out visualization because that can definitely be a really powerful tool to help us just tap into different spaces rather than like focusing so much on like the physical aspect that can be really uncomfortable to bear. Yes, I think um, I think every person connects more most with with certain practices. Mm-hmm. In my case, uh, visualization is or repeating the mantra is something more. Uh, well, mm-hmm. well, it's something that helped me more during the pregnancy and after because everything changed. The the, the rhythm that I used to have before pregnancy changed completely. And, and yes, I, in my case, um, yeah, I was chanting the mantras and I was doing the visualization because it's something that comes very quickly with me. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, I'm, I, I follow, I'm following the Advaita Vedanta path, but there is also a lot of bhakti or devotional devotion mm-hmm. in this path. So for me, the connection with God is something so strong. Uh, when, when I say God, I'm referring to consciousness, the self, uh, universe. So this, uh, what we really are now. Is, is, mm-hmm. uh, yes, our me. essence. Yeah. And then, and then yeah, uh, bringing this image is something that... Um, it's called dharana, it's concentration. So these are previous steps before meditation and dhyana. Mm-hmm. So when you used to do it, because sometimes you just close your eyes, you, you don't see it. You don't need to, to see an image, you need to see an image of someone or, or nature or something external. It's, it's, sometimes it's just feeling that empty space inside mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Because in my case, it's more that empty space or that okay. life, more than mm. the person. But in this moment, I was so strong. I think yeah. uh, just bringing the 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 tools okay. I can bring in that moment was the image of Arunachala was so strong, and bring mm. bring me all the the context of the spirituality mm-hmm. in one in one word is like this mountain is. It's so powerful to bring all my memories of my path and and that everything is okay, you're gonna be okay. But as soon as I wake up or as soon as I move uh, <laughs> no, from one thought to, uh, to the other, it was like coming again, all the story, Davy and Natalia, you're having a delivery, yeah. And, well, because we people sometimes talk to you and we, we're going to do this and just move here. 
and yeah. yeah it was difficult to to keep this um concentration but gosh but yeah i was was really helpful in yeah i hope uh, this can be used more in, in models that, that yeah that's that's really powerful and i you know obviously what you experienced it's it some isn't something that's readily available to maybe those of us who don't have such a strong spiritual practice and you've been doing this you said since you were 10 years old that you've been walking this path so it's it's something that's like almost like ingrained in your in your central nervous like like in your entire body like it's you know it's something that's that you are I I would say what do you think is that a good representation or explanation of it Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I can feel it is like if every cell of my body is this. Yes. <laughs> that. Like, yeah. Not Natalia. I'm, uh, even I'm not a um, uh, searcher. Yeah. Seeker. Seeker and not yeah. a seeker anymore. Is like. Hmm. I it. am it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because when I say that, I saw when I was 10 years old, it's like, yeah, I started to develop this connection and these natural practices. I was doing the pra I am practices. So I realized wow. <laughs> through the years when I when I met my guru, because I, I had to stay in guru because it's like that. Yeah. When I met him 12 years ago, I just realized that I was in this, still in the same there since i since i was 10 years old in colombia uh, alone by myself just developing this natural practice and doing those yeah. affirmations and yeah yeah that is it's really a beautiful process and and i realized that was the same because uh i have i changed i have learned a lot with my guru mm -hmm. but when i have to see it and and connect with god i say This is something that I always have since I was a little girl. And it's something that didn't change. And it's not going to change because it's me. It's, it's you. Yeah. yeah. That's beautiful. Mm. So what I was going to get to is, you know, for those of us who live more of a traditional life, are there any recommendations that you have um, or any things that we can do to kind of find that space or get to get closer to finding that space especially for mamas that are that are preparing for their birth and maybe are wanting to experience something similar to that like to go to that space of nothingness and oneness all in one what can they do to start practicing um more of that the spirituality and kind of get a little bit of a taste of what god or what their higher self or their essence is Yeah. Well, um, I want to say something that when <laughs> I was doing my Mysore, Astanga Mysore practices, and I remember I say to my teacher, oh, my God, I'm so tired. And she said, okay, we're going to give you some <laughs> asanas that will give you more energy because maybe, maybe you have anemia or something like that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then, then I went to the it one week after I said, I'm pregnant, so this is the yeah. reason. And then um, she say to she say, just uh, do what you feel. 
Mm -hmm. because there are mothers that they continue doing the practices until they nine months. Yes. There are mothers that they just connect with themselves in a different way. And yeah, I, I was trying to listen myself, even that condition of the doctors told me that about the about the uh, stop and that my pregnancy could be really that my pregnancy uh, could be in a risk uh, so I just uh, try to connect with, with the feeling mm -hmm. because it was different uh, the path I follow Vaita Vedanta is the path of uh, transcending the ego mm -hmm. so it's a path of uh, just forgetting about the, uh, the person forgetting about who you are forgetting about mind, the conditioning mm -hmm. of the mind, the concept of the mind. And it's like destroy the mind, this this, yeah. um, this monkey mind, this mm -hmm. aspect of the mind is like using more your intellect to connect, to continue going up to, to the consciousness, to the self. And, and yeah, in this moment, I, I feel a different change, I think, where hormones, there was all this movement yeah. that made me feel more grounded or connected with Earth. Yes, definitely. So I, yes, that's why I, I, I um, that's why I, I want to to say this because maybe I have the idea before that. I will meditate even more and I will do more practices. Mm. And yeah. it was different no, in my case. But um, but of course, I was doing also this seva. I, I told you it was yeah. the scripture that is also uh, a spirit, is part of this spiritual practice. Yeah. So the big recommendation is to to uh, trust mm -hmm. that this is a really a moment of um, connection with the divine or with the self, with the universe. And as we are connected with the earth, with, with our roots, you know, it's like yeah. this information will come and will guide you exactly which is the, the practice that you should follow. Mm. But, because I knew so many mothers after the delivery, I, I was in a natural parenting group and we were doing like yoga with babies and all the stuff. And there was so many stories that all the moment, all the mothers were sharing their, their experiences. And, and I realized that every person lives this moment in a different way, but the, the connection is still there. Mm -hmm. as we as we have um like a diary uh, we can we can write down uh, all those aspects and the idea of having a really strong practice mm -hmm. is uh is what in my case was really moving me forward and helping me to 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 keep connected with this part with this spirituality you know, during the process and of course, there are so many practices, but um, to have like a guide before, like 
I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that, no, like a yeah. list. Mm -hmm. so, because as you are in this moment, maybe you can just move these things away apart and you can forget it because all the hormones work in your brain. So it's like trying to, to keep const uh, be constant with mm -hmm. something. Consistent, yeah. Consistent something, a little practice, just maybe in the morning, something really important is, for me, my practice was change completely the connection. Of course, the connection with God, God was always there, but in a way, I start to talk to Max mm. from the very beginning, but talking to him like I was talking to God. Mm -hmm. wow. and, and it was so beautiful because I, I, I started to develop a different, a different practice. <laughs> I was more wow. like a miser, pranayamas, meditation, and, 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 and you know, having this strong practice before going to the job chanting hatha yoga meditation mm. chanting three times a day wow really hard and i love it but yeah. in this moment i just change for something more soft like connecting yeah. earth through my the feminine yeah yes. and, and and something that was really really strong in me that that made me feel that I was like a tree, you know, mm -hmm. I was, mm -hmm. yeah. because I can't control nothing. It was, I just realized that every month or every week, if there was, there were changes in my, in my body, in my mind. And I was talking to God and saying, but I can't control that because this is a natural process. It's like the water doesn't think, I'm going down, I'm going to the sea. The sun doesn't say, I'm going, yeah. I'm going to come out now, guys, and, and then bye. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> is it not? Yes. No, like, yeah. It just come out. It's, it's like, in a way, I was following a natural yeah. rhythm. I was feeling myself a part, really, really part of wow. the world. That I was just, just observing, you know? Yeah. Being the observer of what was happening, there is also mm -hmm. the the main goal of Advaita Vedanta, being being the observer of the of this process. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> it's that's so powerful. I feel like it really takes a lot of slowing down to be able to really listen to what your body needs and what what's trying to flow through because I feel like in today's world we don't do that enough it's especially like a lot of mothers like you see them working and just like trying to keep up the same pace that they used to keep up before they were pregnant and they just continue to kind of lead that same life because they feel like that's what they're supposed to do or that's what's normal in today's world and I feel like if we can really take anything away from what you just shared is to give yourself permission to do what your body and your heart and your soul is asking you to do. And that's just going to set your pregnancy up for a much more fluid. And I mean, every experience is, is going to be what it's meant to be, but the more that you can just slow down and tune in, the more that you're going to allow it to really be what it's meant to be. If that makes sense. Yes, of course. Yeah. Yeah. When, uh, uh, for me, it was 
completely clear that I want to to have to live it in this way. It was like mm-hmm. um, my goal in on earth is to be mother. It's like the, wow. the highest thing, the highest <laughs> purpose that we can have. I don't know. It's like there's nothing better I can do. So mm. and even that before before I got pregnant, I went to India. So I have such a strong uh, connection. It was like in Samadhi since I came before when I was in the plane and when I lived in India. It was it took me three months to really calm down because I left I left my job really before. Okay. And and I was and I went to the temple and was like Well you were pregnant or before before, before, and I and I pray when I want. I was in the own in the oldest temple of Vishnu, wow. the temple of India, mm-hmm. uh, and I was saying, I followed the path of Advaita Vedanta. I'm not going to ask for nothing, but what I had to say, I, I want the, the the most dharmic uh, result. No, mm-hmm. dharma is you know the what is right. Yeah, in, in, in the right moment, right for everyone, but it's better for, it's in harmony with everyone, with mm-hmm. everything. And I say it has to be, I want it to be the most dharmic uh, uh, result. No. And then I become pregnant. Wow. And it was crazy because I was just once. <laughs> it was one day and that's it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. So I think. This is something that is really guiding me for a different, for a bigger, biggest um, uh, purpose. Uh, it's part of my spiritual path. And, and then I say, so now I'm gonna stop everything else and I'm, I want to focus in being mother because this is my responsibility. This is what a mother, what a woman can do. Because mm-hmm. no one else can do it, no. And yes, it's such a privilege to 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 do it. And then, yeah. So I slowed down completely. I cut mm-hmm. all the. Uh, as I say, I went to live near to the mountains. Mm-hmm. And was it hard to for you to leave that life and like leave your job, or did you just feel completely at peace with it because you knew that was your dharm, like your the dharmic path or like your path at that time? No, I was completely happy. Yeah. <laughs> I never thought yeah. about what's wrong or what's... Mm-hmm. But uh, there was this strong uh, feeling of being mother or nurturing uh, mm-hmm. humanity, you know? Yes, yeah. It was an idea that I have when I was like 21 years old. I, I, there was moments I feel like... This strong feeling being Mother Earth and all human beings being part of yeah. my body, my cells, everything. Mm. So in this moment, I feel that, and and I have other uh, friends that they were pregnant and they were busy with their jobs, and and I see the difference. They have even the babies one more one more before because there was so there was so much so stress with their jobs, so much stress. Yeah. And and I think um, that disconnecting completely with with everything was really beautiful for me. 
and also for for the baby. Yeah. Because he never cried. <laughs> he never oh cried. Oh my gosh, wow. He once because he has like uh, gases in the stomach. Yeah. I went to the nurse and she said, you have to stop taking cow milk. Uh-huh. Because I never so I never drink cow milk, but I don't know. I have this idea from my my childhood from Colombia. You have to drink milk and eat cheese, and and then I was doing it, and and I say, and she said, no, no, you can take almond milk. Then I mm. start to talk almond milk, and then he stopped. Wow! It was just one night, and then he wow. stopped. And another day that he cried was when. In that moment, he was using pamper because I, I, I didn't enter completely into the natural parenting uh, process, mm-hmm. so I didn't have this uh, natural pamper, so the cotton pamper, the normal one with the, yeah, like the the diaper, yeah, the diaper, uh, yeah. okay, the cloth diapers you're referring to. So he was using the normal diapers, right? The uh, disposables. Yes, it's yeah. a chable. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then he wasn't, uh, yeah, it was in summer and he burned his pump. With Had a little rash, yeah. Yeah, and he started <laughs> to cry. He was so sad, but he never cried. He never wow. cried. And even wow. for, when he was asking me for milk, it was so funny because he just stretched the leg and bumped in the mat mm-hmm. with his leg and doing this sound. And then I knew that he was hungry. <laughs> oh my God. It was so funny. And I wow. said, oh my God. But in that moment, there was no Instagram, there was no <laughs> video. So I just. Yes. And maybe he started to walk. But, but he was so calm. Even then, when. when he was born, he just started to sleep directly six hours at night. Wow. And wow. then the pediatrician, sorry, the pediatrician say, um, no, you have to wake him up every two hours to feed him Eat. because yeah. it's quite dangerous. And then I started to do it. That was great. That's great. Yeah. And we wow. So he was just in tune. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes, and, and also powerful. I thought I used to talk to him when he was in the belly and I say hello and I say something to him. I ask him, Where is your where is your food? <laughs> and he just press in my belly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. And wow. yeah, I think when when you connect in this way, so I'm so happy to to have these experiences uh, during the pregnancy and after that also. Beautiful. How has your, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, what I had to say is that it changed completely the story. If you you stop working and for me it was so strong, this decision to be a mother. I was so connected with her that I feel that consciousness or gas just prepare everything in this way mm-hmm. to manifest in what I, because when you when you follow dharma it's like universe goes with you when you follow something that is um, uh, a dharmic it's like 
you find challenges, you find obstacles. Yeah. Well, no, not challenges, like maybe obstacles. And yeah. it's not so easy, no, but but I found it that universe gave me the opportunity to to really live this and, and uh, I was I was empowering myself with being a mother. Mm-hmm. So it was like, yeah, I had to do this and and little by little was manifesting these aspects of Wow being mother. That's so powerful. And I feel like back in the day, that's how it used to be. You know, I feel like I can just imagine like life was so much slower way back, way, way back before, you know, any of this existed. And it was just villages and people existing together and just kind of like, you know, living in that space where everything was so natural and it it wasn't so modern. I can just like imagine how women that was just their job and that's just kind of what they did but you know nowadays I guess there's a bit more of that like of women gaining that masculine energy and feeling like they have to also kind of like and I say this as like I have a lot of that in me I feel like it's something that in our family maybe exists a lot of the women in our family have a lot of that masculine energy and it's something that I'm trying to work through because I feel like it's very predominant in me and my own energy and it's also in the energy of the world right now and I feel like we're all talking about how we need to get more into our feminine and like there's like feminine empowerment and people and women thinking that that um, like feminism is like being more like a man but really it's not that at all that's being more masculine like trying to be a leader or like trying to be the the CEO and the boss and all that like that's not really the feminine energy the feminine energy is like slowing down it's connecting to earth is being the nurturer being the mother and I love that you fully embodied that and just kind of allowed yourself to be that (laughs) well yes Uh, it's not easy I yeah I mean not easy yeah I I can say it but mm, I think it's, um, I have to give a strong advice because um, now, well, nowadays, um, uh, I just separated from the father of my son. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I dedicate so much to my son. It's like he's 10 years now. And I dedicate so much to be mother. And right now I still doing it. So I just forget completely about Mm, Natalia, so yeah. <laughs> yes. professor, you know. Yes. And taking is, uh, I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm thinking too much about it, but when I just slow down and I, I think and I see everything, the process, how it's going, I, I, I understand that God is guiding it and is gradually bringing me to recover my job completely. You know, being. Um, more independent of, yeah. of, of being independent of Max now because it's mm-hmm. like we were so connected and so close and now we're still uh, being connected but in, in the last four years is when I start to 
come out again of this um, idea, well, this proposal. The role. The role of motherhood, and, but completely, you know, mm -hmm. like, just, um, I was with him until three years old. I breastfed him four years. Wow. He started the, the school, like standard school, uh, with Waldorf education. He started with three years because they say they, the child can, has to be with the mother until he's three years old because it's them, they, they work in, in stages. Mm -hmm. And when they are three years old, they are more or less ready to start to connect with the external. I mean, they can go and play with kids when they are uh, when they still being ba babies or when they are one, two years. Yeah. But the personality, or the ego grounds when they are three wow. and then, and then uh, psychologically, and then they are ready to come to go for the school. No? Mm -hmm. And, and I agree with the father. I say, uh, he say, okay, you take care of the baby because we want to, we want to continue, uh, uh, having this uh, this way of uh, parenting, natural parenting, and yeah. and I will focus more on doing the job and focusing on being mother, you know, and taking care of him. And I was with him until three years old. And then he started like two days a week, just four, three, four hours a day mm -hmm. going to the school, and I uh, started to do that. And when he was four years. I think it was the moment when I, I realized that I had to start to think in, my, in a job, my profession. And in this moment, I, I say, I don't want to be 12 hours working in an office because I want to be with him. <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, it's so important. It's like, um, yeah, it's my life. But I had to do at the same time something to for my life, you know. And yes. And then I yeah. when I say, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the, the best thing I can do. <laughs> I think I'm gonna be yoga teacher mm -hmm. because I've been doing this for <laughs> twenty, well, I mean, fifteen, eighteen years, and and I think I can I can do it because it was a moment that I want to share so much. I was having so blissful experiences I, I, I thought that I will <laughs> realize the self in that moment because it was so strong there was so much realizations and, and, and yeah I breastfeed Max until he was four and wow. the point that made me stop with the breastfeeding was because I had to travel well I had to to do the training in a different city, so I had to sleep there during mm -hmm. the weekends. And then when I came back to breastfeeding during the week, he said, it's not coming enough. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and, and I realized that there was something happening inside. And in the days that I was without him, that mm. I was without breastfeeding, my body started to change and I changed. Yeah, that was the moment of changing. <laughs> wow. Was that difficult for you at all? Or was it just like leaving your job? It just kind of was time and it just happened. Uh, it's a big bond and connection that you share with your 
that we share with our child with breastfeeding, right? Yes, I realized that um, uh, the I was thinking just before this happened that uh, it should happen the, mm-hmm. the stopping of breastfeeding, uh, and then and I was talking to him even before I went. I'm going to. Are you ready to to stop? And you want to continue? I used to talk to him since. He was a baby. Yeah. Because I learned this from the from the doula. He she say, doesn't matter. Anything doesn't matter. You just you can heal everything talking. You can heal everything talking. And I realized that was completely true because I use it with him, just talking, talking, talking. And then I uh, I was talking to him before I started training, and we were. Uh, I started to talk to him first, like, we're gonna, what do you think if we just breastfeed at night? We do, do the breastfeeding at night when you go to sleep, before going to sleep. Mm-hmm. And he's saying, mm, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> but we were trying, and, and yeah, it was working wow. very well. But when, when I started training, teacher training, my, my middle, I think there was something in me that. Uh, yeah was decreasing the amount of milk. Mm-hmm. And he said, mm, it's not coming, mommy, you know. <laughs> and he looked at me and, and I said, I don't know what happened. What are we going to do? He said, well, it doesn't matter. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and and, and yeah. I was ready for that. Oh, and I can just picture him saying that. He's like the most precious child. <laughs> <laughs> he has like this angelic energy to him. It's so beautiful, so calm, so grounded, so present. Oh, yeah! I have to say that he was sleeping in next to my bed because mm-hmm. we do this. I don't know if it's called in English co-sleeping. Co-sleeping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We were doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't sure at the beginning because was um, I was. Uh, afraid of um, damage him or the, well I don't know yeah I, I know <laughs> yeah, I mean and, that, that yeah <laughs> yeah that's it's so crazy how society shames moms for just doing what's best for them like everyone I feel like everyone just has there's different things that work for every family and it's so crazy that one has to be bad and you know like there shouldn't be such a thing it should all just be based on what works best for you and and the baby and the dad and yeah but at the end it was easy because he was there all the time yeah <laughs> he, just, he just walked finding the, my boobs <laughs> and he was hungry he just come and, and drink and yeah. and then he continued sleeping there in the beginning i was That's afraid but it was easy for me. I was thinking, I don't know, there was something in me that said, no, 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 I don't want to live in a room. I, I don't mm-hmm. know what's going to happen. I was afraid of that. Yeah. Too. And, and also what what's pushing, pushing me to, to do this process of natural parenting or, was that, um, I don't know if I can say unfortunately or Oh, I have to be. I think I have to be grateful for that. But in my childhood, my mother used to to work a lot because she was mother and father at the same time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was. 
well, the word, unfortunately, I think you can erase it because <laughs> I had to be grateful for that because my mother did a really strong job and yeah. and trying to be everything for us. No, so yes. But in, in in me, there was this strong feeling of when I was a child, maybe because I was, I think I I think well, I'm not proud to say proud to say that, but I think I was a kind of more conscious child, being mm-hmm. more connected with God. And, yeah, and I always have this feeling that my mother wasn't with me, and I always yeah. was there. Wow. And and with my child, I don't want to repeat that, and I want to. Yeah. In a way, it was like a kind of healing. All yeah. the all the lacks lackings I have from my childhood. Yeah. And, and yeah, I want. I was thinking that uh, no, no, no. I want to be with him. Uh, I think I remember myself being alone in in, in, a, in a room, and and I think yeah, it, there was this um, uh, this feeling of I miss my mom. Maybe she don't love me, or, or I don't know. So many so many things happened during the childhood or in in my teens, teenage. It's like um, I don't want to judge because uh, like my doll, I say you can kill everything talking and, mm-hmm. and the talking you realize is really really powerful but in my case i didn't have the opportunity to talk with my mother with all that stuff because now you can do it and i know you're a weird mother where mother the moms that are listening to this podcast can yes. do it in, in any way because also i i find myself repeating uh, like my mother patterns it was, yeah. I was Acting like my mom, and and I think being in this spiritual path and doing meditation and practices uh, made me feel more aware of that. And immediately I realized this is not me; it's my mom. So I had to mm-hmm. stop. Mm-hmm. I don't need. I want to fix it, and yeah. I had to do it like several yeah. times with with life because I was I found myself just like screaming and like, hello, this is not me, mm-hmm. and I realized that. No. Yeah. And even during the pregnancy, you you experience you you start to to live again. You uh, bring up memories when you were in your in your mom belly, mm-hmm. and during the delivery, you bring everything comes out. And during mm-hmm. the motherhood, also is is so strong, it's so powerful, it's so beautiful. Yes, it's really an invitation. Yeah, I I really felt that. I felt like when everyone asked me when I was pregnant, like, "Oh, how's pregnancy going?" And I'm like, "It's really good, but it's 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 a lot." I feel like I'm in a very open, like an open vessel where everything is just coming up, and like those things that need to be healed or nurtured or, or looked at are really making themselves known, and it's. I mean, you know, everyone has a different perspective on it, but it's not like always easy to look at those things because there are things that, you know, might be uncomfortable or pain, painful or just things that need to be taken care of and healed. Right. So I know that for me, you know, during pregnancy, that was a thing. It, it was coming up. A lot was coming up. And I just looked at it as an opportunity to heal those things so that Ava didn't have to experience them when she was born. I don't know if that's that's a thing but I always I feel that way it's like I feel like we become so like hormonal and our emotions are so strong and so 
like so so clear you know like you can see things so clearly because they're trying to be healed so that your child doesn't have to experience that once they're born and then once they are born even more things are coming up and it's really just an invitation to heal yourself and create a new new like new conditioning almost like a new way of living life and seeing things for your child so that you don't have to carry on those like um, ancestral lineages and chains well um yeah i have to say that we have so much conditionings and so much concepts of our culture our society our families uh, and our mothers yeah mm -hmm. that um, those concepts con condition our behave you know as yeah. a mother and, and as a person in, in any way as a culture because i um uh, well maybe I want to share this, that in ancient cultures, they just were so connected with the, with the earth, with the environment, with, with everything, that they just mm. follow the process, but at the same time, they were prepared. Mm. Because you say, um, we are so busy in this society. Yeah, but uh, we don't blame, or we don't have to blame ourselves with that because society doesn't teach us to to do this you, you cannot just turn the tv on and and see well now we're gonna talk about the connection with mother earth now what do you, you see in tv so this is what we what we what we eat every day what we see every day and we are yeah. giving this information to our brains and we behave in the way that uh, if i had to think in my pregnancy i say oh my god i will I will have uh, have this uh, natural delivery, like in my house, uh, in a in a, in a uh, pool, pool, pool with warm water and two doulas helping me and doing it. <laughs> and it's like no, but it didn't happen. Even even more, I have the epidural in this moment. Yeah. And it broke my waters, and I say, "Oh my God, there is something wrong." No, there's nothing wrong. Everything is perfect, everything is and perfect. we can heal everything. And and this that I learned talking to my to my son, this that mm -hmm. to my daughter say, you can talk to him, uh, and she say. Um, she shared one experience that she had. There was a, a, girl, a baby girl that that had such a strong um, coming to the earth, a birth. So she it was so painful for the baby that mm -hmm. the baby uh, were were to the to the to the place of my doula worst, and she was doing this therapy. And the doula start to start to talk with the baby about the delivering. And, wow. and she saw immediately how the baby started to release and and the baby Gosh. do this ah, okay I'm here everything is okay nothing happened and and the baby started to 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 be uh, um, uh, how you say um, embrace mm -hmm. with the doula and the mother at the same time that in this moment of the delivery, she was she felt alone. There was so much problems, and it was too hard for her. But once 
they start to talk and guide in the conversation in a way. I know it was difficult for you, but we were next to you. Your mother was there. Your father was there. Mm. And you were you were doing everything perfect. You you did everything perfect. You were such a strong baby. And this kind of speech for for your for the baby or for the kids is trying to telling him that everything is okay. They they're doing everything okay that we can handle it better in a different uh, moment and a different situation. And I used to do this with Max. And I remember this, ah, this is strong exhalation that he did. When I start to talk to him, I say, mama is okay. Mama was having a problem with that, but it has nothing to do with you. Mm -hmm. You're the most perfect being on earth and you're doing well. Wow. And, and, and this conversation, you can have it all, I mean, throughout the, the motherhood. Even yeah. nowadays, I talk to him, he's 10 years old, now he do judo and is starting to change and I think oh my god I had to prepare for yeah years and all that story but yeah I think yeah we're going to we're going to do it well and and what you say is uh, society doesn't teach us mm -hmm. we don't have to blame ourselves we, we do the best as I can and when you were talking about feminine energy and the role of being uh, feminine or masculine is like uh, society just push uh, to different directions and and doesn't give us the opportunity to really enjoy our, our, mother, our motherhood even the pregnancy maybe yeah. in countries like Denmark or Finland you can do it. Uh, Amazing. And it's easier yeah. to do that. You can stay even three, you can have even three years for breastfeeding. <laughs> wow. And they help you economically. And Amazing. It's something different. Wow. Hopefully we're all moving towards that. <laughs> all of the countries in the world, using that as a model. Because <laughs> it truly is it's such a gift and we are shaping humanity through the children that we're raising. And if I feel like if the mother, and that's what I really aspire to do with Mama Mindful, you know, it's, it's all kind of in the very early stages, but as I see it evolving, I really hope that I can provide moms and myself with more tools to stay more centered, to, snap myself out of those moments where I'm saying, oh, I'm being like my mom, you know, to really give my child the best childhood through me being at my best, my best place. Mm -hmm. So I, I really hope that, you know, we can as a, as a, as the, you know, as a, as a, what's the word, as a collective, I hope that we can all try to, I mean, I, this is me like wishful, thinking but I hope that motherhood can be seen as more of like a, a privilege the way that you did because it truly is and I feel like if more people looked at it that way there would be a lot more opportunity for mom and child to have a better environment to be raised in and yeah just I think that's definitely missing in our world today
Yeah, it's, it's what yeah. you said. They are pushing us to be more like men and working yeah. and, you know, and, yeah. and having this uh, this um, titles, you know, mm -hmm. that yes. make you feel more um, someone on earth. Yeah. Because uh, it's under, how you say, under degraded the, 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 the role of motherhood. Yeah, it's care of child and raising a child is so yeah. important because it's what's created future yeah. uh, humanity. And and I think it's so beautiful what you're trying to do. And and I have to say that there's no one formula to follow. Mm -hmm. And yes. connecting. Yeah, in my case, um was this and I think it was so influential for my spiritual practices and the path specifically the path I follow because it's a uh, traditional path so I can mm. say it's a more orthodox path but um, uh, well it's um, yeah it's, it's different I, I, can, I cannot say if I talk to a mother that maybe is a Hatha Yogi or maybe a Kundalini Yogi it can be a different story in, yeah. in Uh, yeah, I think the, the story that connects off is um, that we are mother. The, the concept of mother has to be uh, show up because mm -hmm. no one talks about mother. Yeah. It's, it's something that is getting lost and, and it's so important because the humans of the future uh, are going to depend on what mothers are doing today. Yeah. And, And, and that's yeah, so powerful creating, yeah yeah creating this kind of community that you're doing it's like uh we're sharing the same uh ideal mm -hmm. and from different per perspective but we want to rise uh, yes a good humanity a strong girls and boys and and we want to do the best yeah. and we can heal everything we can heal everything oh i love that that's If there's anything that you can take away, if, like anyone listening that can take away from this conversation is that like you can heal anything. It's, it's so beautiful because even as I said, like, yes, society tries to, you know, mold us in a certain way, but we have a choice of who, like we are creators. We have a choice to create the, a different story, to create a different life and give our child that life that maybe we never had. Yeah. yeah, and well, sometimes it can be. Um, we have to trust in, in in any way because yeah, sometimes we cannot see the situation just immediately. What mm -hmm. you say? Oh, I just realized that I'm acting like my mom. Yeah, but you can act like your mom. You can act like your father. Maybe something that your grandmother tells you about being mother or your aunt in. You, you know, there's, there are so much conditioning. Yes. That just it's more the idea of doing the best and yeah. trusting. And something that helped me was to, we have this kind of uh, group, it was a group of natural parenting, where we used to meet every week and we share our experiences and we invite like... Um, uh, 
the best pediatrician of Spain wow. and it was so powerful and beautiful and the babies were playing there we were trying to even create a school for the <laughs> wow. to keep a really a, 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 a natural way of education yeah and there was so much ideas and the mothers can find so much support and and as you say my story can help someone else but the next mother is gonna tell the story is gonna help another and yes it's like we are connecting in different ways because we feel that we have something in relation with this mother and with the other but the idea of being good mother or rise of the the world mother yeah something really powerful yeah yeah absolutely i could not agree more well the last thing that I want to ask because we're I feel like there's so much more that we can touch on (laughs) we could probably have a very like there's a lot of times where I've been like okay don't ask that because like that's just it's but there's just like so many things that I definitely want to ask and I know that it would just take us in like so many different directions but I we can definitely do another podcast because there's so many things that I feel like I personally want to learn from you and just the way that you leave, live and lead your life is so beautiful and it's so soft. And I just, I really, I'm so grateful for the work that you do because I know that it's creating ripples in so many ways in this, in this world that we live. So thank you. Well, I, I had to say thanks to you. And <laughs> when I see you, uh, all your posts and your videos on Instagram, I can Sometimes I, I think, oh, my God, but I didn't do this. <laughs> you know, it's like something that mothers used to do. It. And, and I say, yeah, she's so young and, and is really enjoying it. So I had to say that uh, you're really a good, good mother and now creating all this community and with the idea of sharing and helping other mothers is so powerful. I think it's... Uh, it's really dharmic. You're doing a really dharmic work. So thank you. I, I have to say thank you because yeah. you're doing it really, really, really good. Doing the best that I can, which is all that we can really do, right? <laughs> oh, great. You're doing great. And, and we have to we have to to do this with other mothers too. Yes. We are doing great. We are doing great. Oh, yeah yeah well I wanted to ask you if there's anything else that you feel called to share if there's a piece of advice that you want to leave us with Uh, just these two words I say before the first one is trust trusting um, in the universe trusting in this um, this big energy that is mother mother earth Mm -hmm. And we are this mother because we are like in macrocosm, microcosm, we are this uh, reflection of mother. Yeah. So we nurture and we rise up childs and so trusting in this energy more than um, following what society says. Mm-hmm. Giving this moment of uh, maybe the possibility of uh, don't quit your job because sometimes it's difficult. But having this moment very early in the morning when you wake up and at night 
just to connect. And if you can't sit and meditate because it's too much, just write down what, what you're, what is happening to you, what is inside you, because everything is gonna be reflected in the baby. The baby can absorb everything. They hear everything. Mm. They hear everything. The baby knows what the moment mother mom is feeling. They they know what the mom is thinking. So mm. everything is is a strong connection. So find these two moments a day, at least. If you have mm -hmm. more, even more. But find just this moment that will use. Just close your eyes, disconnect, go away, or go to another room, and just and just connect with you and with this inner guide and this with God for mm -hmm. some people. And trust, trust, and knowing that um, you can heal everything and that you're healing yourself in this process. So we are. We are so lucky. <laughs> yes, really, really. It truly, I remember when I saw you, I think this was like four years ago. No, yeah, like four years ago in Barcelona. And I was like, I'm never having kids. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think that was only for, that's crazy. It feels like so much longer ago, but I, I said that I'm like, I'm not having kids. And you're like, oh, don't say that. It's such a spiritual experience. And back then I was like, I don't really understand that. And like, it's, wow, like just saying that, I'm like realizing how fast things change because like who I am today to who I was back then, just complete different perspective. But, you know, now having gone through it myself, it's, it's, it, it truly is. And like, we're so blessed to feel like as women, you know, we're so blessed to have this ability, like this channel to go even deeper, to connect even more. Cause you know, it's not always an easy thing to do but we really have that opportunity. And if we, if we take that opportunity, it can be so beautiful. Yeah, I just had to say, well, I have to congratulate you because this, I don't know if this is the word. <laughs> I'm creating new words now. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a, it's a word. That's right. you got, yeah. Yeah. Because I found... Uh, I found this opportunity so so huge for so much mothers that maybe yeah. they are in a moment that they don't find um, how to do it, how to handle it. Yeah. Maybe your posts and your podcasts or, or your videos can just create this little question, oh, maybe I can do this. Oh, yeah. It is interesting. I think I'm going to do it and little by little they can just connect or connect in the way they can. Maybe they can connect 10%, doesn't matter is what. We always think that we are doing what we are acting, but when you are really connected with God, you know that you are this tree that I feel I was. You, you're just growing and you can't stop by yourself because you can't. You can't mm -hmm. say, I'm gonna stop the, <laughs> I'm gonna stop the, the growth of the baby right now because yeah. no, no, the yeah. process is continuous. And and even if you have just 50% of your time to do this, um, to do this process of connection or, I don't know, connections is, uh, connection is, you can be connected to the baby always, even while you're in the office, while you're yeah. driving. It's, it's more the idea of 
it's not having the, the ideal of the perfect uh, pregnancy, the perfect delivery, the perfect motherhood. Or, no, no, no. It's, if we are aware that we are with the baby, the baby will, be, will feel safe of all the time because he knows that you are connected with him. Mm-hmm. And when you create vinculos, this bound, bounds, yeah. the baby will be always bounded to you. And I mean bounded in, in a different way when they start to grow, the bound is different. Yeah. But there will always be this connection. He will feel it. They'll always feel safe and nurtured. Kind of thing. Yes, wow, and that's if, yeah. Even if they go to the nursery, how you say, the yeah. kindergarten, where they yeah. are maybe three months old, mm-hmm. if they have this bond with the mom, they feel safe because they know. Wow. Yes. That's really powerful. And oh my God, I feel like we just, we're just going to keep talking forever. But um, <laughs> no, 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 we have to stop. <laughs> yeah, because it's like 9 p.m. for you right now, right? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So after this, we'll wrap up. But I was just going to say, like, so much of the violence, the ego, the need to control, it's like all based from not feeling safe and from fear. So think of like, how much we can heal the world by just creating that safety for our children through like building those bonds and that connection with them. So that's just really powerful. And I thank you for sharing that. It's so beautiful. Yeah. And well, there is a new stages when they start the school and these three years are really important for those bonds. Mm-hmm. And even seven years are more important for the baby, for the kids to be grounded. Yeah. So maybe they can, this can be a second part. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think so. Yeah. yeah, there definitely is. Well, where can people find you if they want to connect with you and learn more from you and all the work that you do? Uh, well, in, through my Instagram page, it's Aroma Mindful. <laughs> and you also have a YouTube page. I don't know. Are you still doing a lot of yoga videos? Yes, it's more in Spanish right now, but I'm okay. just working in those weeks to to do it in English because, okay. uh, yeah, I found it that is the moment to share it in English. Awesome. Uh, well, your English is perfect. It's so good. Well, so. <laughs> <I'm not sure. laughs> it's really good. <laughs> it's better than my Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> it's really really good uh thank you so much for this time and all the beauty and grace and wisdom that you share it's truly so grateful for for you making this space thanks to you and thank you for all the people that is uh, listening to this podcast is I have my heart full. (laughs) Yeah, me too. And I feel so grounded and calm and just like ready to keep keep going into my day with a much more light energy. So thank you for putting that out there. And creating connections with you also. Yeah. Yes, me too. It's it's really crazy to think is like I don't talk to Nata at all like we don't really talk at all or complete mm-hmm. different time zones I honestly don't really keep in touch with a lot of my family because in my mind I think I just have too much going on but really that's all you know a story that I'm creating for myself but yeah I feel like I personally don't really know a lot of your story like I know 
bits and pieces of you, but not to the depth that we just went into. So mm -hmm. definitely inspiring me to keep doing this more often too, because I definitely know that I have so much to learn from you. And, and I had to learn from you also. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. Yes, of course. It, it is Thank true. Thank so much. And that is a wrap, mamas. I hope that you found this conversation as inspiring as I did. I know that her energy alone is just so powerful, so grounding, so light, and just so beautiful. So um, I'm sure that there was something that you, you were able to take away from this conversation. Again, thank you so much for being here, for tuning in. And I look forward to connecting with you once again on the next episode. I wish you a great day, morning, night, afternoon, whatever it is. I hope that it's a beautiful one and I'll catch you on the next one. Take care.